Hey, this is Kate Nocera, and you're listening to No One Knows Anything, the BuzzFeed News Politics Podcast. On Saturday afternoon at a rally in Charlottesville called Unite the Right, uh, which was essentially a protest over a Robert E. Lee statue that uh, the city of Charlottesville was going to tear down. This protest, which was attended by a pretty substantial faction of the alt-right and white supremacists, turned violent as anti-fascist protesters, anti-racist protesters, and the alt-right or neo-Nazi or white supremacist protesters. It was, it was all factions of white supremacists all, yes. were represented. All these factions turned against each other on Saturday, and it culminated in a series of injuries. One death, one woman died. She, the, a white supremacist got in his car and, and drove through a crowd. Right. And this person is a uh, self-described white nationalist, was present at the protest, uh, is sort of active on the Internet, uh, was identified. He is in custody. And so essentially what this did is this ignited um, a sort of incredible news cycle that we kind of can't believe we're having to talk about here in 2017, but um, is essentially a race riot, yeah, uh, so and to speak. feels like this weird defining moment. Yeah. And and so what this event really was, was a a pivot point for a lot of different movements between the pro-Trump media and the alt-right, which used to sort of be a united front uh, during the 2016 campaign, but also for Trump and the Republican Party and really sort of played out over the last couple of days in this extraordinary fashion. And we wanted to talk just a little bit um, and catch you guys up on it and discuss some of the reporting we've been doing. Finally, just so y'all know, it is Monday at 5.30 p.m. A lot of things could change in the next 24 hours by the time you listen to this. Absolutely. Joining us in the studio today is Tarini Party, a BuzzFeed News politics reporter who's done a lot of work on this today. Uh, Trini, you've done some reporting today. What has the reaction been among kind of the Republican establishment heading out of this weekend. I mean, it was so jarring to watch all these images. And I think probably one of the biggest takeaways from the weekend is that the president, President Trump, didn't really directly address what was happening on Saturday. He didn't. And he used uh, the phrase many sides in talking about who was to blame for all the violence on Saturday. And immediately a bunch of top Republicans came out um, and criticized how he handled the situation um, and said he should have specifically called out white nationalist groups. It took two days. So today Trump went out and singled out the KKK and neo-Nazis. And it was, you know, strongly worded, but not as strongly worded as a lot of these Republican senators and party officials officials had even said on Twitter over the weekend. So from my conversations with some of their advisors today, they said that they felt like they really needed to come out and say something because the president wasn't doing it. So they didn't want people to associate the Republican Party with these types of groups. I mean, you know, it's already sort of happened over the past year because of what's been going on, as Charlie mentioned, over Twitter with some of these groups. Uh, And Trump has not, in some cases, called out uh, white nationalists as he should, for example, with David Duke during the the campaign. And so given that and then his lack of response this weekend, 
uh, a lot of Republicans were very uncomfortable with it. And this is the strongest kind of, uh, what are you doing, Mr. President? Please do something here. And this is the Republican Party, and we can't let ourselves be associated with it, was yeah. sort of the message. Yeah, and then he fi- he finally did come out today to sort of unequivocally say racism is bad. It was pretty jarring to see CNN cry on, like, breaking news, Trump, racism is evil. And I think that kind of underscored that, like, it took him two days Mm -hmm. to say something. The the it it, he has a very hard time going out and saying anything bad about people who support him. And a lot of these groups support him have felt over the last year been kind of emboldened by this America First anti-immigrant. Talk. What's really interesting is that this is very similar, actually, to the way that the the group that I cover, what we call the pro-Trump media, sort of responded. Like, they are almost in the exact same position as Trump, which is that, you know, you had this sort of amorphous group, the alt-right, that is now broken up. But it used to be sort of this convenient marriage of all these different people who are just like, we're going to elect this guy who signals a lot of our virtues, which is, you know, maybe a little bit of xenophobia, all these things that were sort of taboo to say politically, mm-hmm. you know, he, this is our guy. And they united under him. They fractured. This moment for them, for, for the people who aren't white nationalists, for this sort of, we're just behind Donald Trump. This was like a, a total layup for them to just like distance themselves and just say, you know, like extend a hand across the aisle. Like, we, you know, I, we don't agree politically on anything, but this is bad. Right. And like Trump, they sort of like disavowed it, but they started blaming other people and they started, you know, comparing the car crash or the, you know, the running over people in a crowd to Islamic terror and, and you know, tried to win political points that way. And it's just like these people, on, the president seems, and then this pro-Trump media both seem so eager to like draw a win out of anything that they can, that they're not able like they have to win on every measure and they're not able to just like step back and actually do the job of you know uniting or just doing what everyone needs at the moment which is you know providing some sort of calm and grounding yeah yeah i some of the people that i spoke with today i asked them you know how the language was chosen the republicans who came out this weekend uh, you know how they picked those words uh, and why they decided this was the moment to break away from the president and the answer was pretty simple you know that nazis are bad <laughs> was basically the response and the it should not take the president two days and it was not some sort of major you know political tactic that they had to think up to break right. away from the president this is something that should be intuitive we sort of decided this after the the Second World War, but yeah. you know, Trump took and there two are days. literal like swastikas, uh, people wearing swastikas, sh- fascist shields, lots of night like Nazi iconography, kind of all over folks there. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's one of those those real time. Like you've been, if you've been watching this kind of thing on the internet in some of the more you know toxic spaces, 4chan, certain parts of Reddit, Twitter, in some capacities, it all seems very like not real or very, you know, yeah. like cordoned off really to this, separate. this, you know, yeah. yeah, these people who are like ironic Nazis. On Saturday, we saw real Nazis out in the where we are, and those people have always existed, but there is this sort of energy that has formed, and it seems just, again, the easiest possible thing for the entire political establishment and media and everyone to come and just say, hey, 
it's 2017. Mm. Nazis are bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Charlie, you cover these groups a lot. Like, how much more do you think we'll see of this, of this sort of protest, counter-protest, the anti is it the Antifa? A- Antifa. Antifa. Yeah. I mean, there's movement. no good way to say it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and versus Nazis, and then for you, Trini, after Charlie answers that, like, do you do you think this is an actual break from Trump, or do you think Republicans will kind of be able to come back to him? I would say to your first part, from what I see, there's a lot of good cases to be made that this is actually a, something. This event and the tragedy galvanized a lot of people like a lot of city officials in other states across the country have said we're going to pull down some of these monuments that we have right there, there's a way to look at this and say this is actually a really you know true nazism is a dying kind of breed um you know this is not the right side of history it hasn't been for <laughs> years and years and it won't it won't sort of revitalize but i think the bigger thing to look at the thing that fascinates me it gives me a lot of pause concern whatever you want to call it is this idea that that this tension sort of builds every weekend you've seen it since inauguration mm-hmm. like every weekend there are people this you know antifa and these you know whether they're just like ironic trolls or free speech absolutists whatever clashing with the social justice groups on college campuses or wherever you know it's charlottesville this week it's supposed to be boston maybe next week this stuff just keeps brewing and each side sort of gathers these like these points for each other and says you know like well antifa hurt three people you know on this day in berkeley and now this you know two people died and it's like it's the the pressure is building like this was clearly like a release of some kind in a terrible way but like now we're just doubled down back again and i and i don't i don't know where this goes and that other than like the nazism because i think that's a small issue the bigger thing is like there are there Nazi, are real factions. Nazism is not a small issue, but no, like no, it's no, a no. small part the, of this the larger the contingent of people who yeah. who sort of believe the white race needs to advance over all others. Small contingent compared to these different sides of like a culture war, right? And 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 sort of that has been looped into politics that seems to intensify with like every Trump tweet and every resistance march. Uh, In terms of Republicans and whether or not they're going to still stand with Trump and uh, pass his uh, legislative agenda, I think the next few weeks are going to be pretty crucial. There's a lot that needs to happen in September. And what we're seeing is instead of using this as a time to unite and really pass some of these must-pass bills like the budget and raising the debt ceiling, uh, we're seeing Republicans now feel more emboldened to break away from the president. Because the other thing that was mentioned to me by a lot of people is that they're seeing Trump go after Republicans more and more. Right. Um, so it's not just this weekend that he didn't um, call out or single out some of these white nationalist groups. It's also that over the last few weeks, he has been going after some of these senators individually in tweets and in interviews. And if he keeps doing that, they might just say, hey, why are we helping this guy are, pass his agenda? Here? Right. Like he's very, very quick to single out people he feels like are criticizing him and then won't call out. Exactly. Nazis. Mm-hmm. But, but that's like the most like unmooring thing of all, right? That you yes. can't even count on like the hard party line divisions anymore. Right. Like that it's just, you don't know where it's going to go right. at any moment. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks. Thank you. 
All right, just a reminder, we are officially in summer series mode. That means we're airing episodes every other week uh, that'll feature a deep dive interview with a person we think you'll find interesting. Uh, But as we're doing today, whenever a news story breaks that we think deserves some unpacking, we'll pop into your podcast feed with a short segment. So keep your eyes and ears out for those. No One Knows Anything is produced by Meg Kramer, Eleanor Kagan, and Alex Laughlin. The show is edited by Catherine Miller. Production support comes from Veronica Doolin. Our music is by Beauty Pill. You can find us on Twitter at Kate Nocera and at C. Warzel. 